Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am so excited to have Anastasia Lipsky as my guest. And let me tell you a little bit about Anastasia. She founded Access Speakers, a speaker and podcast booking agency where she personally has booked 1,600 engagements for her clients. She speaks the language of speaker chairs and podcast hosts, seeking great speakers and guests. Additionally, she consults clients on how to better brand themselves so they are more likely to get booked along with starting best practices to get the most out of every talk and interview they do. Anastasia's energetic personality and passion for speaking and podcast guesting inspire business owners to use one of the most powerful tools in existence, their voice. I have a fantastic topic. (laughs) Why podcast guesting isn't giving you the returns you expected. And I gave this as we all feel that you know whenever we get on and I can and and we'll get into this but I can't tell you how many times people when they find out I'm a podcaster they say so how much money do you make on (laughs) oh yeah that's a good one (laughs) yeah that's a good one all right so please welcome Anastasia Lipsky as my guest Anastasia thank you so much for being here It's my pleasure, truly. So we always start out with a very easy question. No need to think hard on it. Where do you call home? Currently. Currently, Currently. I am. Yes, currently in Corvallis, Oregon. Most of my life was in Petaluma, California, so I'm still somewhat new to the Pacific Northwest, and I was raised in Hawaii, so a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. Two years stint in Wisconsin, too. So left Hawaii at 14 and spent two years in Wisconsin. So that was a bit of a culture shock. But Oh, God, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we moved in October. You know, it was just a whole, I will never forget that whole experience of seeing snow for the first time. Uh, I'll bet you couldn't get out of there fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I come the west coast a little more it's a little more temperate mm-hmm. so yeah the san francisco bay area you know i was raised so i i, I was basically in the the melting pot of the pacific in in hawaii yeah. so i was raised with the cultures the music the food the yeah. dance of you know the pacific islands the hawaii japan 
uh, but Chinese, the Filipinos, like mm. all of that blended in with the Fijians and Samoans, et cetera. And then I go to Wisconsin, which is the melting point of Europe. And there we had the Germans and the Greeks and the Italians and the Russians and like all the food and the dance. And, you yeah. know, I was dancing hula and my brother was learning Greek dancing in Wisconsin. So, <laughs> you know, but then you come to California and kind of have it all. So if you want food yeah, from that's Kazakhstan, exactly right. you can get it there. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. so cool. All right. So let's get into this. Um, what uh, the first thing I always ask people to is, you know, what led you to this? path you are on your current journey honestly i think it's a god thing i would never mm. have chosen this um what i do even within my agency is a very unique model like i don't know anyone who runs their agencies like i do but it it when i think back to this very crooked road i've been on <laughs> there was a divine plan it just i didn't know it so the experience mm. that i was getting in my life led me to an opportunity to do something that others weren't doing. Um, I had been in tourism for 30 years, luxury tourism, primarily working with international ground operators. I put on very, very lavish, detailed events, big events mm. all around the world. So, and I was in a lot of conferences helping to put them on. So I had that conference experience. I, I had never been unemployed, um, had, decided to walk away from a very lucrative contract when I <laughs> thought that I would not have a problem getting any employment. So I stepped away and then I would reach out to the people I knew, you know, presidents of cruise lines and say, Hey, I'm a free agent. You know, I, 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 you know, would love to work for your company. And they'd say, Oh, we'd hire you in a heartbeat, but we just laid 50 people off yesterday because when I decided to walk away and in that contract was April of 2008, <laughs> tourism was slammed yeah. that economy uh it, you know tourism is discretionary right mm -hmm. you know if your plumbing goes out you still got to hire the plumber but you can put your vacations on hold mm -hmm. so i spent the next two years sending out more than a thousand resumes and not getting anything yeah, um crickets. but but because everything happens as it should i jumped into social media actually just twitter so I got involved in Twitter 2008, 2009, and got really hooked on it. And this idea, this concept of it as a marketing tool so mm -hmm. in, it engaged me. And there was a gal in my community, in my town, that was putting on a social media conference. I wanted to go to it, but mm -hmm. I was broke as a joke by then. So I reached out to her and said, hey, I've got event management experience. Can I volunteer? You know, and and to everyone, all your listeners, always keep that in mind. You know, there's a conference that you want to be a part of and attend. Reach out and offer your services because more often than not, they will gladly give away a ticket to get the support. When she found out about my experience, she said, can we have a coffee? And then she ended up hiring me to come in in the 11th hour and really help save her you know what because she had never put on a conference before and there oh, were wow. major things that she forgot so then the second conference she put on i was working for her at that point and then i had the job of vetting the speakers so i had that experience of what mm -hmm. it was like to look at what type of speakers are going to be appropriate for the audience that we're pulling together all of that so i got that experience and then i ended up working for a sustainable farm part-time that my kids were all working for. That was a groovy experience. 
that I ultimately ended up not continuing with. But that gal came to me. Actually, I worked for her first. Then I did the social media thing. And then that gal came to me because I had walked away from that other situation. And she said, you know what? My business coach told me that I should be speaking to groups about the farm and sustainable agriculture. I don't know where to begin. You know everybody in town. I'll pay you for every gig you can line up for me. I, I was unemployed. I'll do anything once, twice if I like it. And I figured, you know, I, I keep saying, God, open doors. Well, you don't have a door open and then you don't walk through. So yeah. I didn't know what I was doing, but I just started reaching out to Rotary Clubs and anybody I knew saying, hey, I got this farmer here. And she was amazing. And all she did was educate people about sustainable agriculture. She was not yes. pitching herself. She was not, there was no, you know, hammer, you know, buy my stuff. It was just educate, give, share her mm. passion for this industry. And then what would happen is people would come out and they would tour her farm and they would see her operation. And then they would sign up to be CSA, Community Sustained Agriculture members, which meant that they got a weekly box of meats and vegetables from her sustainable farm. That was each client was probably about a $250 a month, you know, investment. Wow. It wow. was her number one marketing tool speaking. And I know you're all about the voice. You're all about mm. using, using your mm. voice. Some of your listeners are going to be using it for their business. Maybe they're corporate and they're using it to help secure better positions within their company, right? Mm -hmm. Others, it might be nonprofits or it might be a passion that they have. But no matter what, we want to get out there and bless people with what we know, because yeah. if we have a powerful message and we keep it to ourselves, we're stopping the world from getting to know mm -hmm. that and experience that and learn from it. But you have to do it well with integrity, not mm -hmm. not to pitch yourself. And that's the difference. There will always be people that will resonate with you and they're going to want to go further. And that's, and that's where it started. And so she just kept saying, you got to do this for other people. She told all yeah. her B&I people, when I'd reach out to groups, they'd say, wait, you do this? Because they're, it breaks the model. You know, the speaking yeah. world, a traditional speaker agent will not represent someone who's speaking for free. There's yeah. no money for them. They take 20 to 30% of that honorarium that they get on behalf of their client. So if somebody wants to go talk to Rotary Clubs and Chambers and job seeker groups or real estate professionals, their only option is to do it themselves or maybe tell a VA to do it for them. But the VA doesn't have the yeah, vast the experience in it, yeah. the connections. Yeah. I've got a black book. I literally mm -hmm. had, I remember a Rotarian, he would give me his calendar and just say, book who you want because I trust you. He knew it would be the kiss of death to my business to represent if someone who was not a, a good person. speaker, mm -hmm. right? Or, mm -hmm. or one that mm -hmm. was misaligned with what that particular club was about. So I'm going around my marial way, providing a niche, or, you know, meeting a, 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 a need that others don't have because it doesn't, you know, it, any of us who know the e-myth mentality, we are to outsource anything mm -hmm. we possibly can and stick yeah. to our brilliance. So why spend the time doing the outreach all of that, the follow-up. And believe me, if it was as easy as someone sending one email to a potential meeting <laughs> or podcast host, and they come back and say, hallelujah, you are just what we were looking for. Yes, we want you. If it was that easy, I wouldn't have a business. 
So mm -hmm. we do that. And so I'm going along my merry old way. And then March of 2020 happened. Mm -hmm. And I lost everything. Every single thing I had booked was an in-person speaking engagement that was canceled. Oh, and the only other free speaker agency that I knew of in the world actually was in Dallas. She and I connected. We were good, you know, friends, like we would, you know, share with each other. She shut her doors in April of 2020. So I decided to embrace the pivot word. I was just going to say. <laughs> of 2020 mm -hmm. and start booking podcasts. Because keep in mind, all of my clients were speaking to grow their business. Yeah. All of them lost that marketing tool. Yeah. All of my speakers were grounded. So some of my speakers were professionally paid speakers. And so they lost that too. But they also did, say, workshops, and they would do the free talks to, to get butts and seats for workshops. But they were all grounded. And so this was my way to support my clients as well. And, you know, years previous, people, you know, my clients would say, would you book me on podcast? And I always said, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Don't have the bandwidth. That's another whole animal. Well, now when I've got nothing, I decided to dip my toes in it. Mm -hmm. So I beta tested it. And to this day... All my clients who said yes, when I reached out and said, would you like me to book you on podcasts? All of them are still doing podcast guesting in addition to speaking because they know the value that mm -hmm. podcast guesting brings in addition to what the speaking does. It's two, two totally different things. They, mm -hmm. they, they mesh really well. A person could do one or the other, but man, when you do both, yep. it's gold. Yeah. And, and I always found now that and I just have been doing podcasting a little over a year but it is the best networking I've ever done in my life because I truly get to know these people that I interview or that yeah. I you know am a guest on their show and it's 30 minutes of really a conversation that is informing entertaining and educating and you know, when you go to some of the networking things, you might get five minutes. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, and, and you may touch on something that sparks an interest for a follow-up or you may not. Mm -hmm. And I love when I interview people and where we go was unexpected, but it was so brilliant. Yes. That's exactly. the, the best part of it. All right. So how do you go about, I think you really touched a lot of this on in your wonderful <laughs> um, story, but finding groups. Now I'm a, a Toastmaster still, and and so uh, and I'm part of a speaker's bureau. So I, I kind of do the same thing as, as you're talking here, but finding groups and podcasts to get in front of. We have Podmatch, but there are, I, I, all of a sudden now I'm starting to get other people with opportunities so how do you what's your process the most important thing before a person even starts to look for the groups and the podcasts that they might be aligned with is really having clarity on on who they are and what they're what they're going to speak about many of us can speak on many things mm -hmm. and it's very easy to be attracted to something that that we can be out there talking about but if it's not going to feed directly into what our ultimate goal is then mm -hmm. then then it becomes community service like i could talk about 
being the, the, the mother of a type one diabetic. Okay. In my life and what, what that's been like, it, 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 it's just, it's, it's kind of an all consuming situation that, that I could be talking about and I would love to, but right now, if my bandwidth is to try to feed things in that are tied into my business, then I, I avoid those and I mm -hmm. stick with the conversations that are focused on podcast guesting and speaking, right? So right. you want to have clarity to your end goal. What's your end goal in mind as far as who you want to get in front of and make sure that it ties into a revenue generating source. Mm -hmm. that's what and my my business coach uh, Katarina Rando I I've been with her for years and she always talks about not who do you want to serve but who are you called to serve mm, yeah. and when you have clarity around that then you get to backtrack it to what is my message once you have clarity on what your message is then you get clarity on who who's going to be open to your message who is it that you're trying to reach and then you start thinking like where would they be Mm -hmm. So you start with your current clients. You ask your current clients if they're a part of any group or organization that brings yeah. in speakers. You ask them, what podcast do you listen to? Go to all of your clients. Now, you're going to get the, the UFO and gardening podcast for sure, right? But you're going <laughs> to start to see some, some you know, commonalities, if you will, where some of them might have some that are related to where you might be in alignment. So mm -hmm. you start with them. You start with, with the people that you have the most influence over, your family, your friends, and you ask them. And you start embracing this idea that you are a podcast guest, you are a speaker. When you're introducing yourself to someone and they ask who you are and what you're about, if you're not saying that you're a speaker in the midst of that, yeah. then you're missing opportunities because you just don't know who you're talking to that mm -hmm. might have a brother-in-law that works for Google or whatever it might be that you want to get in front of or is, you know, has a podcast. So mm -hmm. there's that mindset of it being part of your identity, that your voice that you're all about too, just like me. I love mm -hmm. it. I love it. Um, that, that just becomes part of who you are when you're, when you're, you know, introducing yourself to people. There are the tactical, practical things of finding them. Of course, you know, doing the traditional Google searches, et cetera. There are, you know, many groups and organizations that do bring people in and they oftentimes will have a, a site, a website that you can go to that will have different chapters where you can reach out to them individually. You know, there's, there's a lot that you can do just by searching. Uh, when it comes to podcasts, you can do, again, just basic Google searches. There are also searching sites. Uh, mm -hmm. I happen to use Listen Notes a lot. It's listennotes.com if anyone wants to go in there. Um, you can be on there for free for a certain amount of time, but then they'll kick you out and make you come back a day later. But there's a wealth of information in there that makes it easy for you to, at a glance, kind of get information about a show. But it's not perfect. You have sites that allow for matching. Like you and I, we met through Podmatch. I love Podmatch. Love, I, love I love Podmatch. And I think half of it is that I love the community of pod pros that it's all connected to. Mm -hmm. And the founders... Well, they're servants, they're servant yeah. leaders, they they do everything from their heart and they they're sharp and their customer service is off the hook. So whether you're a host or you're a guest or someone like yourself that does both, I think I paid 
what, $26 a month for me to be a member and be able to find matches is kind of like a, like a matchmaking site, if you will. It is. That's what I say. It's dating for podcasters. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've just made incredible connections, incredible mm-hmm. connections. So there's a lot of ways that people can do that. But you, you got to have a clarity again on what you're looking for. And then you start doing the research and finding the shows and make certain that you vet the show. Yep. Okay, please, please, please. For the love of all things holy, do not reach out to a show that you have not listened to, mm-hmm. to make sure that you're in alignment with that host and that you really can bring value to their people. I can't tell you how many hosts I talk to, and I, I'm certain you have your stories <laughs> as well, where people, you can tell they have no idea what your show is about. There are people who get pitched to, and they don't even have guests on their show. So when I, I am just going to throw out a little quick tip. Uh, when, when I'm looking at a show, one of the first vetting things I do is look on Apple podcasts. And the reason why is because on that one page, the first page That's that comes nice. up, it, you, you have so much information right off the bat. It tells you what category it's in. It tells you what the most recent date is. So you want to make sure because pod fade is a real thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Podcasts come and go faster than Grant with Richmond. I mean, it's just, it's like blink of an eye and it's gone. (laughs) So make sure that the the host is still putting out a show. Now you have to be careful because there are some shows that they batch it. So they'll do seasons and they'll do like eight episodes at once. And then you won't see anything for two months and then eight episodes. So look at the first top 10 pop up on Apple Podcasts, you can gain a lot just by looking at that. But if if you're not sure, if, they're, if it's not consistent, if it's not obvious that they have a show every single week, go down to the next 10 and just kind of get a, a general uh, idea, you know, where you have an average of how often they're showing up. It also, in the first three lines, it introduces a bit about what that episode is going to be on. So you can tell a lot about the types of guests that they have, what the show is like based on the previous guests. And these are all things, by the way, I looked at before I said yes to you, because even though, I mean, it is an honor to be invited to be on this show with you, but I want to make sure I can be a value to you. Right. Right. So otherwise it's not good for either one of us. The evergreen factor of podcast guesting is one of the best aspects of it but it can also be detrimental if what you have out there isn't great because Mm -hmm. it's not a good match right so Mm -hmm. it's going to be found for years after the fact so i look at all those things i look at the description that the host has put in the show to just get a sense for it and then i listen because Mm -hmm. you want to make sure on top of everything else that you like the sound of that host and how you feel about them. The litmus test I use when I listen to a show, I ask myself the question, would I like to sit in a cafe and have a cup with this person? And if the answer is no, I don't care how big the show is. Yeah. Move on. There's so many other podcasts out there because it's an energetic thing. It's that like you were talking about this in the beginning. It's a conversation. This is why honestly, I prefer podcast guesting over speaking because I like to just converse and see what organically comes up as opposed to a prepared presentation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's benefits to both, but, but you know, and that's where you come in, by the way, having a coach, someone who can help you with your exactly speaking right. 
is really important on both sides, but in particular with prepared presentations. So yeah. those are just, I could talk for hours about yes. how to find, but I'm going to stop <laughs> there because I know we have a limit. <laughs> yeah, we are pretty much aligned. And, you know, that's what I do. I coach people on taking that presentation to a conversation. That's where the magic happens. That's yes. where people remember you. Yes, yes. Um, you aren't talking at them, you're talking with them. Mm-hmm. So, so we've, you know, whenever folks start a podcast, you know, I, I, every day I I run into people say, oh, I'm starting a podcast tomorrow, you know, type of thing. And one of the best things that I did was I went to an expert and said, I want to do what you're going to do. I have zero time (laughs) to do all that I know I need to do. So I want you to teach me. And in three months, he built my brand and everything I needed. Adam Homie is fabulous. Talk about some key branding practices that help you not only get discovered, but get people to want to book you. Number one is you have to have some type of media kit or website or both at the very least, what we refer to in the industry as a one sheet. Your your people have been hearing you for a while, so they know what a one sheet is. But in case somebody's hearing you for the first time today, a one sheet is basically what we call a, 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 in essence, a PDF. Uh, Back in the day, people used to print them and bring them to every presentation that they did (laughs) and leave on everybody's chairs, right, in conferences. And it is a media sheet where it it basically conveys who that person is and what they speak on. Uh, Sometimes it's two pages worth. Uh, Anything beyond that, you're really pushing it because, honestly, uh, people have the attention span of a gnat these days. So you want to ideally keep it to one page. The, what I see happening a, a lot of times, though, is that the biggest mistake people make with these one sheets, and honestly, I've seen branding companies do this because they're not coming from the speaking world, so they don't understand. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of this document is to get you booked to speak or get you booked on a podcast. It is not to get you clients. Yeah, that's the most important thing that people need to understand. So what I often see is they'll share testimonials on this page about how how great someone was in their business and how they helped them with this or how they helped them with that. No, 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 no. If it's a, a speaker run sheet, you want testimonials from people about how great of a speaker you are. If it's a podcast one sheet, how great of a guest you were. So you want to make sure that that's really, really, really clear. And this this is going to have... Your bio is going to have a headshot. If you have an action shot of you with a microphone, even better. Um, you know where you've spoken before or podcasts you've been on. Your your general topics, or if it's a podcast, you can uh, maybe have some conversation starters in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really so that a person, the decision maker, okay, an event planner, mm-hmm. program chair, podcast host, producer, admin. They want to look at you and in a split second, know what you're about. Mm -hmm. And and that's why it's important to have a really good one. You're better off not having a one sheet than having a crappy one that you just decided to throw (laughs) together on Word, okay? So, and honestly, now with with Canva and so many options, it's so easy to create a really nice looking one. But, you know, I'm going to just say, 
it's worth paying a professional to do it for you and get mm-hmm. it done right. But make sure that that professional knows the speaker and or podcasting world, because if they don't, they might get it wrong. I've seen mm-hmm. one where they didn't even have the contact information on it uh, because because they were going to attach it to the email. I'm like, but it gets uh, separated. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, they take it, they take it to a meeting who they're going to talk about all their upcoming speakers and they're passing it around the boardroom. No, like just yeah. yeah. So so that's one thing. Um, a website is very valuable. Having I would say most people in business nowadays have a website, but not a lot of them have their speaker or podcast guesting presence on their site. And so how is the world going to know that you want to speak and be guests, you know, on podcasts, if you don't even have it on your own website. So a dedicated page, which is going to have similar content to what's on your one sheet, but only you have, you have more organic space. You can, you can have a more dynamic page, if you will, with more in there. You can have links to the previous podcasts that you've been on. Uh, Everyone, like if you go to my website, accessspeakers.biz, you can go in there and look at my clients and even my own page. And you'll see, we link to every single episode that they've, they've been a guest on. So anyone can see where they've guested and they can click on it and they can watch or listen as well. And by the way, that speaks to the power of backlinking, by the way, another reason why podcast guesting is even more powerful than speaking when it comes to the digital footprint, right? because you have backlinks all over the place, right? So have a presence and have something that's going to say, I am a speaker. (laughs) I do podcast guesting. Here's what I talk about. Do you know of a group or a show that I can get in front of? Please let me know. Here's some examples of where I've spoken. Here's some links to episodes that you can listen to. Have a dedicated page for that. Uh, One of the things that surprised me and, uh, you know, I've done hundreds now of guesting, of hosting, uh, and uh, so many people don't have a website. They use LinkedIn as their website or Facebook or Instagram. But to me, that was one of the the first things is I need to be able to have a, a place where resources can be so that yes. you can come and find out about me and then reach out to me rather than my expecting, well, that you're going to want to have a conversation with me just from that, what I see on LinkedIn. And uh, Absolutely. Very- Branding is, is critical. And I don't think people realize how important it is that they show up looking professional, mm-hmm. even though, even though in your mind, you might be thinking, oh, but I'm doing free talks. You know, they should be thinking me. I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing these free podcasts. You know, they should be thinking me. People kind of have this mindset sometimes because, because they have confidence as they should in what they have to share. And you may know something like the back of your hand. And you may even be able to present it really well. But if you don't come off looking like a professional speaker or mm-hmm. a, a podcast guest that has a professional persona and business and a professionalism mm-hmm. all about you, you will be passed over. Podcast hosts, especially now, I mean, honestly, my job is getting harder every day because people are getting on the bandwagon because people like us, we're talking about it. We're saying, get out there, do this, you yeah, know, get right. your voice out on podcasts. Okay, great. So the double-edged sword is now more people are going out there because they're listening to us and they're pitching 
themselves to these hosts and it makes it harder for me to get in right because mm -hmm. quantity you yeah. hosts are overwhelmed so you've got to stand out you've got to do something different you've got to present yourself in such a way that you can capture the attention mm -hmm. of that host or that speaker chair but in a in a professional and yeah, a blessing way not it's about mm -hmm. me what can i do for you host to be a value mm -hmm. to your listeners? What can I do for you, speaker chair, to be a value to your audience? Come from that viewpoint right from the get-go and it's gonna move you to the top of the queue when they're considering other people along with yeah. you. Yeah, I always say you, you give more than you get and you will get more than you need. <laughs> Absolutely, I love that. <laughs> so what are some common mistakes um, we talked about the one sheet, but um, whenever you're trying to decide if you should be on that podcast um, as a guest, what are some common mistakes that they do besides maybe not doing enough research? <laughs> That's the number one thing is they're not doing mm -hmm. enough research. Um, they're not really fully aligned or they're not conveying it in a way that the host understands the value that they can bring. So uh, we, in my agency, we don't pitch. We don't use that word. Um, mm -hmm. We submit proposals to our potential podcast hosts. And what we will do, we're, we're really <laughs> different. So like, we vet the show first, and then we'll only go to our clients that we feel they would be a good fit. And then we ask our client to vet the show. So we're not the type of agency that we just do everything behind the scenes and we just book them and they show up and they do their thing. Our clients are intimately involved in the process. So we run the show by them first. We want them to vet the show. That's good. Only after they come back and they say, yes, I do feel like I'm aligned with this show. We ask them to tell us why. We want to know mm. why, 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 what, what value are you going to be to this show? And then we take those two or three sentences and we build that into our proposal when we submit that to our oh, potential hosts, right? So what we're trying to do is right from the get-go show that we've actually vetted the show. We've actually listened, right? And, and to kind of remember that a, a podcast host, it's all about what's in it for them. Okay, yeah. every host, all they really want to do is grow their show. They want more listeners. They want more subscribers. They want more ratings and reviews so they can get more listeners and subscribers, right? Yes. <laughs> so what can you do to help them with that? Yeah. Number one, be aligned. So if you can, in that first paragraph, let that host see why you feel you're in alignment, that's what you want to start with. But don't yeah. ever be presumptuous and say, I would be a great fit for your show because blah, blah, blah. I, 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 I caution people to not be presumptuous, but rather I feel, I feel I'm in alignment and can be a value mm -hmm. to your listeners. Because when I was listening to Sally Jones in episode 239 and she was talking about X, Y, Z, I also speak on that, but I talk about it from a different viewpoint that yeah. I feel will support your people, blah, 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 something along those lines. And, and it, 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 it's absolute gold. And yeah. then I always make it clear. But at the end of the day, it's your show. So if you don't feel that I'm in alignment, that's OK. Yeah. Please don't mm -hmm. feel bad to decline. 
And, and we do that when we do our proposals, every single one of them, I'm always saying like, we feel they'd be great. They feel they'd be great. Here's why. But hey, if you're not feeling it, it's okay. It's okay to say mm -hmm. no. We don't, we don't have an attachment to that. You can't. You can't. That's mm -hmm. another thing I'm going to say. Don't have an attachment to the nose. Don't have an attachment to being sloughed off and, and never hearing back from these people. They're busy. Okay. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or your message. Just that day, what they're looking for, they're not looking for, they're just not feeling it. Who knows? But there are plenty more. So keep going. Never, ever, ever let that dissuade you and feel mm -hmm. like you are not of value because that's not true. We are all of value. Right. And, you know, so many come across our get our desk as a host and and you truly do have to say okay you know who will be the best one for me to speak with and and so there are people that I pass by maybe later but some I think no I mean you want you want to talk about building a large corporation that's not what I talk about <laughs> that's right, not right. Know, what I do so it's exactly. not going to be worth you coming my audience will not resonate with what right. you have to say right 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 yeah. Well, time is flying by. I, I'm sure that I'll have to have you back because we could probably spend another hour and a half talking <laughs> about all this. Um, one of the the rapid fire questions I have is how do you deepen the connection with that planner, the chair, the the producer um, that booked the person, you know, how, how, how do you make sure that this is not just a one and done that, as I mentioned earlier, that this is the start of a relationship mm -hmm. for potential collaboration or, you know, partnership? Yeah. The very first thing I do is I reach out to connect with them on LinkedIn after I, and always, I always send a note as to why I want to connect with them. I, you know, like I myself don't accept LinkedIn requests if they're not going to take the time to say why they want to connect. Cause that to mm -hmm. me says, you don't really care about a relationship if you won't even tell me why you want to connect. So introduce yourself, say why you want to connect. You know, I'm, I'm a guest on your show or I'm, I'm interested in being a guest on your show and then connect with them and then click that notify bell. Now I fully recognize maybe not everybody's on LinkedIn. That's where I play on LinkedIn. You can definitely find me I there. If anybody reaches yeah. out, by the way, please do introduce yourself. Um, and so a similar model can happen with other social media sites as well. But on LinkedIn, there's a notify bell at the top of a profile of every person. And if you click on that every day, when you go into your LinkedIn, you click on the tab notifications and it will show you who those mm -hmm. people you link, like just kind of what's coming up, start engaging with them. Yeah. Start re responding to posts that they've done. Listen to again, their, their episode. I, in fact, it's funny. I was late. Vicki, you, you, you probably haven't even seen it yet. I only emailed you today to let you know that I had done an Apple podcast review. So normally my process is uh, usually, honestly, even before I get invited to speak or, or be a guest, if someone, if I've reached out and I'm trying to be a guest mm -hmm. on someone's show, I listen, right? So if I'm going to listen, I might as well do a review while it's fresh in my mind. So I do reviews for hosts all the time because I'm listening for my clients as well. But mm -hmm. I don't just stop there. I will actually take that Apple review that I wrote 
and I will send it to the host ahead of time. And I'll say, mm -hmm. by the way, this is the review I just shared on Apple. In case it doesn't show up, please let me know. Because all I had to do is copy and paste it and do it again. Because I personally have had Apple lose my reviews. <laughs> I've, I've written them. Oh, they no. never show up. And then that means I got to do it all over again. And by now, a month has passed. And I already forgot the, the, yeah, the episode right. I listened to, right? So while it's fresh in your mind, you will do every host a solid by yeah. taking the time to write a review. But let that person know. And so it's funny because when I'm reaching out to a host on behalf of a client, I always say like, I swear, I'm not doing this to butter you up. But <laughs> I listened, so I might as well do this review. So here you go. If it doesn't show up, let me know, right? So do that yourself. It yeah. starts separating you from everybody else that's out there because again, you're not doing it in a self-serving way. You're doing this to bless that host. And guess yeah. what? The more ratings and reviews a show has, the higher view a person has about that show when they come and check it out. So when people are vetting shows to listen to, if they see a show, let's say it's UFOs, okay? I don't know why that's on my mind, but let's say they're looking for <laughs> UFO podcasts and they're they're checking out different podcasts and they're looking at Apple and they're seeing this one's got a ton of great reviews. This one has zero reviews. Which show are they going to listen to first? The one with the big reviews, right? So the, the beautiful thing though, is when you listen to an, an episode, if you like it, you will go back and hear previous episodes. Yes, I that's literally, absolutely true. Last week, last week, I had someone reach out to me on LinkedIn. They heard me on a podcast that I did ages ago. They went to that podcast because their client was being interviewed and they heard it. They enjoyed the show. They then scrolled to see who else has been on here. They saw my episode. They listened to it. We're now having a conversation next week uh -huh. about them possibly being a guest. This is the power, right? So you as an individual, me, anyone who's listening, when you give ratings and reviews to a show, you help them with their visibility. And if you're one of the guests, you're more likely to be found three years after the fact. So it's a win-win-win. Right. Absolutely. That was a long answer to your rapid fire question. My rapid fire. <laughs> but it was, you know, there's just some words you need to say. <laughs> and that, that was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. As always, I'm going to share my screen with the contact information of Anastasia so that you can connect with her to get some more great information and insights. And um, I'm also stalling here. So if you haven't got your paper and pencil, if you're just listening, please go and get your paper and pencil so you can write this down. As always, though, it is on my YouTube channel. You can subscribe to that to get all these great interviews, but also my findyourleadershipconfidence.com. All right, there you go. You got that paper pencil. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's time to share. It's time to share this. So we have the website is https colon forward slash forward slash accessspeakers.biz. That's A-C-C-E-S-S. -S 
S-P-E-A-K-E-R-S dot B-I-Z biz. She is on LinkedIn, as she told you, Anastasia <laughs> Lipsky. So you're going to go and want to check her LinkedIn out. And you don't only check it out to find out um, what's going on with it, but see how she has organized her LinkedIn. It'll be great advice for you on what you might want to change or do for yours. I'm going to turn it over now to Anastasia to talk about her call to action. Beautiful. Thank you. And before we get to that, can we take a quick screenshot and I'll tell you why? So just smile pretty really quick. <laughs> okay. The reason why I'm doing that is just so you know, I like to share on LinkedIn the day that I do an interview so I can start drumming up interest in your podcast, okay? <laughs> so this is another way that you can bless a host. So take a screenshot when you're doing an interview, share it on your social channels, tag that host. If you don't tag them, they won't engage because they won't know that it's there. By the way, if you schedule on LinkedIn, I can't say for the other channels, but on LinkedIn, if you pre-schedule a post with a third-party app, as opposed to doing it directly on LinkedIn, you cannot tag people. So right. I'm going to suggest to all of you, please do it on do it through LinkedIn, schedule it, or just do it directly, however you want to do it, but make sure the people are tagged. Otherwise, they can't engage. And then what's the point? What's the point yeah. of putting something on LinkedIn if we're not going to have that engagement? All right. So with that, I will, I will be complete. I just wanted to toss that out there and kind of demonstrate everything for you. Uh, the other thing I always love to demonstrate through my call to action, it's kind of like being in an infinity mirror because I'm now telling you what I would tell you to do. So this is <laughs> this is a little bit different than me just saying it. But I do recommend that you have a landing page where you have all of your contact information, whatever your offer might be, if you have an offer, how people can go further with you. So in my case, it's just my business web address, which is accessspeakers.biz, B-I-Z, slash thank you. That's all you need to remember, my company name.biz slash thank you. That is a really good example of what all of you can do yourself, if, especially in the podcast guesting world, because we have the show notes. Mm -hmm. That way people can find you and know how, and it's evergreen. I can change it. You know, if, if a month from now I want to change my video that I have in there or change up any of my information, I can. But stick with something that you know it's a URL that you can maintain forever because podcasts, your interviews, they're going to mm -hmm. be out there forever, right? So I love people to come and just connect with me there because I've, I've got a link to my LinkedIn, but also I do have a free ebook. I have a monthly Q&A that's totally free that I encourage people to come to. I do consulting. So this stuff that we're talking about, that's what we talk about, whatever anybody wants. So there's an invitation to that. Uh, and I'm also always happy to give someone with 15 or 20 minutes of my time as like a little mini consultation if anyone ever wants that. So they can just reach out to me directly to make that happen. But I awesome. just really appreciate the opportunity to be able to share my passion with you. So good. Thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure chatting with you. I have um, loved all of the great tips that you shared with the audience. Wonderful information. And I do encourage everyone to take advantage of going to both her LinkedIn and the website to learn more. 
take advantage of those monthly uh, Q and A's too. You know, we lifelong learning is no joke. Everybody mm -hmm. needs to continue to grow. The world changes so rapidly and be um, not afraid of change, embrace it and learn as she did in 2008 and 2020. You always <laughs> have to be ready to pivot. So keep so on top true. of your game. All right, as always, thank, thank you. you so much. And uh, as I remind everyone, life is a journey. It's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.